Okay. I think we are ready. Ready, steady, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Oh, two idiots talk IT. Okay. Can, can you teach me something? No. I refuse. No, no, no. It was today's ASMR. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. okay. So let's start. Let's. So what's the today's episode going to be about? Today's episode is going to be about education specifically the topic that we cover which is it education okay let me give you the background um, it was uh, the idea to do this was actually instigated by a discussion that i had on youtube with one of our uh, one of our uh, let's say viewers okay uh, recently like uh, two weeks ago uh, this was in response to our video with our students Okay. which we did a couple of weeks ago. And um, I had a very polite discussion with, uh, with uh, that viewer. He said that he thinks that this kind of education is useless. I do go deep with computer science, mathematics, physics, don't waste time. DevOps certificates will be completely useless in five, 10 years, especially with how our AI technologies are progressing. Okay. So, and uh, developers who don't have the capacity to create something fundamentally will, will be uh, fundamentally new will be left behind. DevOps as a career will be obsolete in 10 years. And he also said um, that he was thinking about bachelor's degrees level of education with long time commitment. And uh, also he said that he cannot imagine a uh, DevOps engineer without strong understanding of operating systems and network protocols. Basically, uh, underlying what we were trying to say in that episode, but in a much broader sense, it's actually about kind of like talking about education without uh, rose-tinted glasses in a way, and also without being overly unnecessarily critical about it. Because when you look at the statistical data and economics data, there is nothing in human history that provided more to the general population in terms of advancement via, you know, going to upper classes, etc., than education gave us. Okay. With that being said, um, there are a couple of topics that I would like us to cover. Okay. Okay. So I would like us to cover uh, different approaches to getting into IT based on the idea of starting in early age or later. I have a couple of thoughts on that. Then I would like to go uh, discuss to the topic of, uh, generally speaking, why people nowadays uh, gravitate towards IT, which is an interesting topic altogether. Then I would like us to cover a subtopic of that, which is why a lot of people go towards development, so programming type of uh, IT. And also, maybe from our uh, experiences, maybe we could discuss uh, some, let's say, uh, personal traits or some key indicators about who is probably going to be like the, 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 the type of person who is going to be successful in IT. Okay? Okay, but let me start with having a problem. Oh, you always have problems. Yes. Uh, my biggest problem is that uh, this education that we are talking about, mm -hmm. uh, is, this seems to be 
uh, ever-encompassing uh, word that is trying to cover everything from uh, fundamental things like mathematics, physics, and so on, mm-hmm. uh, to extremely specialized um, kernel optimization in Windows uh, type of topics. And this is the biggest problem that they have with everything that you said. Because whoever was the person that you talked to uh, seems to miss the grasp of uh, what education is all about. Okay. Education is about getting fundamental ideas about things that you care about or want to learn, and then uh, establishing a framework in the mind that enables you to learn more. Education is not something that you go to school for. So basically, you don't go to school in order to uh, have your brain filled with information directly, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Education is actually enabling enabling you to uh, be able to uh, continuously work on yourself. That's exactly what, what I meant when we discussed with our students, and generally speaking, you know this, uh, this, this metaphor that I use. That's exactly what I, uh, what I mean by saying uh, education is about learning the algorithm. It's about learning the algorithm, and the other thing is about... And to constantly improve it, of course. Yes, and to understand how the information is conveyed. Uh, my biggest problem that I had uh, with the older uh, version of the university is that the way universities are still uh, designed or still operating uh, in such a way as if the education is something that you need to learn by yourself. So basically, you all the universities. So, for example, I, I'm not going to make any examples for this this time because I don't want to make enemies. I don't need to. Okay, okay I'm going to be there for that. Yes. Okay. So I don't want to make enemies, but let's say that uh, the idea of the university that has a professor that is completely out of touch with any of the students, okay, is something that is fundamentally wrong. I agree. And this is something that was considered education. Probably for so long. For, for so long, for hundreds of years. And it has been changing in the last probably 20 years or so. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not talking about, let's say, UK or um, the idea of education that is, uh, I, would, I would say, exclusive to some parts of the world. Okay. Because some parts of the world understood that the connection between the, prof- the professor or the mentor and the student, it's something that needs to be wor- uh, built on and worked on. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about general uh, public education that we take for granted. Uh, because on algebra, when we are teaching people something, we are actually teaching them fundamentals. And we are trying to teach them fundamentals, but the only thing that, that is changing is the probably usually the last part of the course or the last couple of courses in the year because we are trying to get them up to uh, up to stuff that they're going to be seeing on the on the market and this is something that is fundamentally different with the, uh, with the uh, way that the other universities are uh, functioning right now okay and this is something that we are working pretty hard on yes. because we are trying to make ourselves uh, available to the students in such a way to enable them to be actually uh, competitive on the market. Yeah. Okay. There's actually one more reason. It, it also human uh, reason, which uh, we haven't discussed, but I posted a picture of this uh, 
in our private WhatsApp group. I saw a post on LinkedIn uh, by one of the guys complaining about one of the security exams in which he was basically saying that the way in which you learn for some of the security exams is completely wrong because you have to learn by A, doing, and B, hitting the wall versus what he wants, what, what would be, I need all of the information given to me so that I can consume it and then pass the exam, which I completely disagree with, especially in the area of security. Uh I'm okay. Uh, let let me let me just uh, get my two cents in. Uh, first, the idea of uh, having any amount of information given to you so that you can you can use it to uh, pass the exam is completely wrong. Yes, because you are you're not, searching for knowledge, not for passing the exam. You are uh, not trying to optimize the search engine in your head. You are trying to make sense of the, the stuff that you're reading. Correct. So, uh, whatever works for you is completely fine with me. If you are learning by uh, copying things down in your uh, notebook, some people do. Yeah. If you are uh, learning by reading stuff and uh, then marking, underlining, uh, marking. Uh, underlining, marking, whatever you're doing to the text, I'm completely fine with that. If you are learning stuff by reading and then uh, talking to yourself, I'm completely fine Audio with that. books, whatever. Uh, I'm completely fine with that because I don't care the way you learn. I'm here to try to provide you with the best uh, way of uh, organizing and uh, transferring information that I'm capable of. And I am probably not the best person to do it because everybody is individual. Everybody is different. You need to take a look at what is on the, on the, on the market. You need to take a look at what is on the internet. Because let's say uh, when we were talking, when we were back, back way then, when, when internet was basically non-existent and when you had to learn... Uh, Unix, Linux, whatever. No, 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 no. Let's, let's go with the more fundamentals. When you had to learn something about uh, electrics. So electric engineering, uh, uh, basic, basic of the basic, uh, electric engineering 101... Um, resistors, capacitors. Resistors, capacitors, yeah. uh, uh, power and so on. Yeah. The way it was being taught and the way it is now available on the internet is basically day and night. Mm-hmm. You then had mm, pretty much one or two ways that it was being taught. Now you have an immense amount of different uh, viewpoints for, for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And learning is much simpler. Mm-hmm. But I know this not because I know it, but because I tried all of those and I managed to find something that actually fits me much later than uh, than when I uh, actually learned the uh, topics. All of those, yeah. yeah. Yes. And my biggest problem went with uh, learning that back then was that the information wasn't presented to me in a way that my brain uh, works. I completely agreed with you. And this is something that is, uh, that is common to probably all the universities out there. Yes. Because uh, for a given course... Basically, education is sometimes goes against what the course is actually teaching you. Yes. Because you are trying to teach something that is, uh, you are trying to learn something that is being taught to you in a way that you are either okay. completely against or it goes against your grain of your uh, uh, mind. So you are unable to grasp the concepts because the concepts themselves are being teached in a way that is wrong for you. Okay. And if you take this into consideration and if you understand this, you are going to have much better time learning. Agreed. 
so yeah, that, that's that's all good. Uh, the the way in which learning process is structured, I agree that it's mostly individual. Although there are, let's say, some well established, let's say four, five, or six, or whatever different ways of learning, which are de facto standard for most of us. But the two concepts that they disagree from the topic that I was discussing from this security exam rant that uh, somebody did, perfectly entitled to his opinion. No, no, no argue there. The first uh, major topic that uh, people learn when, when they start educating themselves, that education is not only about getting the knowledge and the process of getting the knowledge, which we discussed, it's also about forming different types of connections between different types of knowledge on different topics. This is how the brain, this is the essential part of how the brain works. So that's the first part of the story. The second part of that story is also related to a more general uh, way of thinking about educating yourself in which somebody can have different approaches. You have your own, I have mine. Ours are at times compatible and at times they are complementary. And most of the times, actually, it's done that way on purpose because we actually talk about that, how to approach certain topics. My general way of thinking about how to present a topic to a student is actually algorithmically explainable in a way, in most situations. It's not about me talking for an hour and a half about something and then offering a punchline at the end of that hour and a half because that's stupid. Nobody wants to listen to that. You didn't want to listen to that when you were in public college. I didn't want to listen to that, so we know that that's boring. That's, that doesn't require extra explanation for every normal human being, I think. Average human being, whatever it's going to be boring. I try to present information from the completely opposite standpoint. That's the topic. Short introduction. This is why this is important to you and many connections to other topics that are related to that. And then we go into the, the meat of the topic. But I always leave a little bit of space, a couple of words or sentences or some, some things unsaid, because uh, again, as you were uh, to, to your point, uh, metaphorically speaking, you can only show the student the door. He has to learn how to open it and how to walk through it. Okay, let me let me go quickly because I went to the quickly I went to the commentary that you were referring to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have which which was well well meant. It wasn't. Yes, yes, yes. It, it wasn't. It, 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 it is a good thing. But the problem that they have here is that it is and you using, can see my responses yes, as well, and it, you can it, disagree it, with them as well. It is using uh, certificates in the quotation marks, and it is saying, saying that they're useless. The problem is this. Uh, I don't see. I don't consider education uh, as anything other than certificates. Basically, when you take a look what the college or what the university is, it's just a bunch of certificates being grouped together. So, if you're talking about IT, you mean? No, no, no in college in general. Hmm. Let's say, let's talk about law. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman law, one certificate. Uh, common okay, law, I get it. So basically, like a stage you, process. You are okay. basically have a stage process, and the milestones are called courses, mm-hmm. and then you get certificate for each course, which and then, is called the exam or something. Yeah. And then okay. you, you get another certificate is called the diploma. It's, it's ex- just different different forms of certification. Yes, but certification in IT world uh, is trying to skip over the individual certificates, 
And it's, it's much more concerned with actually you being able to do the job. But it doesn't mean that you didn't get a grasp of the fundamentals. Because if, for example, if you get an, ex uh, let me uh, make it simple and say, okay, fundamental uh, rated certificate for the system administrator. It involves whatever topics there are. Publicly but, available. But, yes, but whatever topics there are right now in this particular moment in time, you're looking at this, uh, at this. But the idea is that if you finish this certificate, I not only know that you know the particulars of the whatever exam it is, but I also know that you know how to write. I know how you. I know that you know how to read. You know English. Yes. You are able to use the computer without uh, help. So, certificate covers the topics, but it also covers a lot of things that are not exactly the, the topic of yeah, the certificate. things. Yes, but. I take them for granted, and you, you too are taking it for granted. No, no, I am, uh, I am not only mathematically describing them in a rational sense, I am acutely aware of those things. So basically, what this comment is saying is that uh, going deep into CS, mathematics or physics, is, uh, is uh, not wasting time, but certificates are. No, What's the difference? No, they're not, because going deep into CS just means that you are doing the studying differently, and you are finishing with a different certificate. Your certificate is in theoretical whatever, and the DevOps certificate is in practical whatever, mm -hmm. but you are doing the same thing. You need to establish the fundamentals of it. Mm -hmm. You need to uh, work on those fundamentals. You need to understand the connection between those fundamentals, and then you are building on it. So everything is certificates. Because in the end, uh, the whole academia as such is based on certificates and trust. Mm -hmm. When you have a piece of paper that says that you have finished your whatever law degree, this means that a bunch of people called professors who have the degree that says that they are the best or they are qualified to teach something mm -hmm. think that you have reached a level of knowledge that is high enough so that you can be called a whatever, a lawyer. So basically, this is just a bunch of people trusting each other and creating pieces of paper that enable you to just go al go along but in the end of the, uh, in the end of the road it's you mm -hmm. you need to be the person who actually knows how to do it to your point and to continue what i was uh, saying when i was using the door metaphor i think that you will be uh, acutely aware of what i'm about to verbalize because when we were younger we definitely didn't have this thought in our heads when we were still uh, back in uh, in the college but there's also one more reason why um, constantly beating your head against the wall a uh, wall and learning about the topics that are mostly interesting to you but also slightly uninteresting different topics different courses etc there's one more reason why that is so fundamentally important to do which is uh, one of the things that college taught, taught us we already discussed this is we we found our algorithm we found our way to learn and that helped us to algorithmically approach the process of learning, finishing the exams, getting the, the grades, getting the diploma, everybody happy. That's the first part. I would, uh, I would argue that that's not the, uh, the most important part. That's a side effect of a lot of hours of algorithm. My most important part, my most valuable experience of that, learning about a lot of stuff that didn't necessarily interest me or didn't interest me anymore, but used to 
is actually being in, in a structured environment, which forced me to learn, even though I didn't want to, because it uh, taught me one of the things that at that particular time in life, I sort of forgot, which was do not give up. Okay, you can call it this, but also part of the learning is knowing when to give up. I agree. If it starts interfering with yes. the quality of your life, if you end up sick or what, I, I, I'm fully with you on all of that. Yes, but the only thing, the, the, the only thing, the other thing is uh, people like to use the a phrase, uh, they made an engineer out of him. Mm. Being an engineer means that you are able to learn, mm -hmm. you are able to practice whatever you learned. Read you are able to understand what you are trying to accomplish. You know when to not give up. You know when to give up because no, you know... That you limits. learn with time. Yes. The, you know where the, where the limits are because you understand the limits. And then... And then you are actually, you are actually an engineer because being an engineer doesn't mean that you are... A know-it-all. A, a know-it-all that is able to do everything. Yes. Being an actual engineer means that you are the person who is able to distinguish between things that he can do, things that he cannot do. And who to call. And who to call and when to call him. Correct. And this is the fundamental thing of the uh, learning curve and the learning process. We did that when we were learning for our exams all the time. Exactly yes. that algorithm. Yes, and this is the problem. This is the problem that I think a lot of people don't understand because they think that a professor knows everything. No. No. No, a normal professor basically is the master of his domain, but his domain is so, 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 so small and so narrow that he needs a bunch of people to help him. I recently had an experience on my PhD studies where um, I uh, had to do a seminar for a particular course. That was my last exam actually there. I waited for the defense, let's say, to defend that specific seminar for a couple of months because that's the way in which the process works for some reason. And uh, we had a chat online. I delivered the presentation. He asked me a whole bunch of questions. And he told me, you know what, this is very impressive. I'm very happy with your seminar. So the, the, the grade is without the question, but I wanted to say something else, which is, you know, way more than I do about this topic. And this is actually the first time when I, uh, that I heard that from any of the professors that uh, in the university that we were in, or maybe the second time, I, I know one, one more of those, in which uh, I didn't need that. I don't need that. Pat yes, on the okay. back to, I, I don't really necessarily care about that. But the professor that was uh, questioning me, so the, uh, the prefer, uh, professor that's in charge of that class, is, uh, uh, he, isn't, he isn't my generation, he's just a one or two generations actually younger than me. Okay. But we met more than a few times at college. We didn't see each other for 20 plus years. So, but it was still uh, impressive to hear that. So the mindset of that is also changing, which also means that uh, the, the, the face of education, in a sense, from that perspective, is changing, which is good. Yes, but uh, let, me, let me say that in the university, I actually heard that before. And it, I think it was... Some... I heard it in a completely opposite direction. No, no, Somebody no, crashing a student on the exam because he definitely knew more than the professor. Yes, yes, Another yes. Topic. But this is, this is something that happens a lot. And this is unfortunate. And this yes. is something that needs to be sorted out. But uh, I had the opportunity to hear a professor, uh, I think it was some sort of electric engineering because 
there were a bunch of electrical engineering mm-hmm. uh, topics, so I don't know which one. And we were talking about something, 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 mathematics, whatever, Fourier transformation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was asking us to do something. And then uh, when we came to a point, he said, okay, now you don't need to go further. This is the part that I'm interested in. If you want to go further, you are into mathematics, I don't care. And we said, okay, but would you do this if you had to do? He said, why? I have the whole department of mathematics in the university. It's their job to do the mathematics. I'm not the one responsible for the mathematics. I know when to stop because they are much more efficient in this. They're going to take 15 minutes to finish this. I'm going to take a whole day. So I don't care about this part of the mathematics. If I need this, I know when to stop. I know who to ask. And I know how to optimize my time because I don't care about the mathematics. I'm ca- I care only about this small part of it because I need it. Very correct algorithm. Yes. That's the interdisciplinary algorithm, which is awesome, even better. So yes. that's even on a higher scale. Uh, there's actually a point to be made there. You kind of reminded me of something that uh, happened to me. Uh, it was a year and a half ago. One of the, uh, one of the uh, uh, people who used to work as assistants on my department where I, where I studied, he was handling, I don't know, five or six courses uh, under my mentor. Okay. So uh, we met by accident, actually, in my local pub. I was sitting there having lunch. He came there. We were like, what, what's up, buddy? Because we know each other for 20 plus years. And we had a discussion very similar to this one about the topics that he was teaching us back then. One of the topics that he was in charge of, in terms of the uh, auditory process, uh, the, uh, the, the, the labs and whatnots, is called the theory of information, which I'm sure you heard about because you had that uh, while you were back in college. And he asked me about uh, that, uh, that specific course in, way which, in which we didn't discuss it before. He asked me, do you understand that, that course? I told him uh, I didn't understand a single word of it back then almost a single word back then. I still like studied it, passed it and whatnot. After I went from, uh, so after I got my degree, I kind of like relaxed my brain from all of that, started working on some things. One of those things included music production. And then, and only then when I saw the practical application of the topics that you were discussing with us, it took me exactly two seconds to understand the whole course. And I told him the, the following, what you can learn from this, you don't have to, but you can, is that either we were discussing this topic too early in our life to understand it, or, which is much bigger problem, I think, this is, the first one is less so. The, the, the second one is the, the core of the problem. You failed to explain to us why this is important to us. Because by uh, using an example of why something is important to us, you are already halfway across to getting the, the, the point across and to finishing the lecture in a way in which I think most people would understand. Okay, but let me, let me try to uh, do it from the other, from the other perspective. Uh, let's say we are talking about elementary school. Okay. Uh, specifically, I wasn't, but... Okay, but let's, let's say we're talking about elementary school. Uh, what do you think... What is the most, the hardest topic that uh, is being covered in elementary school? Probably something from the natural, uh, let's say, 
mathematics, chemistry, physics, something like that. Okay. And for, for from the perspective of learning for average person. Yes, but why do you think it is like this? Because everybody is usually uh, complaining about mathematics. Uh, chemistry, physics sometimes, but mathematics is usually the main target when it says... Because we start earlier with mathematics. Yeah. No, no, I don't think that this is the problem. You don't? No, I think that the problem with mathematics is not this. The problem with mathematics is, is that this is the first thing that you cannot improvise in, uh, into your brain. Mm -hmm. uh, mathematics is pretty strict in the way it, that it behaves. It has its own Discipline. set of ax axioms, uh, disciplines, and so on. It has a way of um, deducing things from other things and so on and so on. So let's, talk, let's not talk about so mathematics. It's much more rational than what you're used to at that point in time, you think? Not rational, structured. Structured, okay, structured. that's good. Structured. Excellent. Because you can, when you're talking about, I don't know, biology, you can co uh, cover a topic, okay, biology is structured by all means. But yeah. you, you can, could use metaphors. Yes, but you can use metaphors. You can, you can uh, uh, try with examples, you can try to uh, explain to yourself with different things that may or may not necessarily be completely true. Mm -hmm. But in mathematics, either you are doing the algorithm the way it is meant to do, Mm -hmm. And get done, to the correct solution, the correct or, you solution or you don't. Agreed. So I think that the problem is that this is the first time when a person usually uh, encounters something that is strict. I don't mean strict like in discipline. Because you can do the mathematics undisciplined. Some people actually understand mathematics uh, when they see it. Mm -hmm. But strict like the way of thinking. There is no improvising in mathematics. You can try to, there is an old saying that you can try from the start, uh, try from the finish, and then try to make the ends meet. Mm -hmm. But this is not the way you do mathematics. <laughs> yeah, unless you want to get the wrong solution or conclusion. Yes, but this, yeah. is, this is the way to pass some exams. Yeah. So you can start from the beginning, you start from the end, and then you may try to make the ends meet, and you make the uh, cut invisible. You are, uh, there are a couple of areas of mathematics in which you are wrong, but okay. Okay, okay. I I take this I take this as a, something that I may be wrong on, but in general, in general, you are correct. Mathematics is the first thing that you need to actually uh, abide by the rules, and the rules are strict. There is no way around them. There is no other rules that you can make up. There is something that you actually need to abide by. Yeah, and this might be something related to the biological disposition as well. You maybe have uh, a bi biological predisposition to either like that or not. And this might be a big contributing factor to your development in that direction. I'm, I'm not, I haven't read uh, any literature about this, but I'm kind of guessing that uh, this plays a significant role. Okay, it could be. Mm -hmm. It could be, but uh, when it comes to disciplines, uh, this is the first one that you encounter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Out of probably, I would I would guess twenty topics that you covered during the elementary school. Okay. Because you have different things that you do, uh, different topics that you cover, and so on and so on and so on. Usually, people think that mathematics is the hardest one. Mm -hmm. After this, usually the language, and then it's usually the language part uh, that is uh, grammar. Mm -hmm. So the structured part, mm -hmm. people usually don't complain about uh, reading uh, books. They complain a little bit, but they don't complain as, as reading as a problem. No, they, they start doing that in high school. Yes, but usually in the primary school they don't. So this is something that people actually don't understand. They are not complaining about mathematics. They are complaining about Strictness. education 
uh, interfering with the way their brain works, trying to bend it in a way that is structured. And this is something that is a big problem for a lot of people. It's probably a big problem for everybody. But uh, the good engineers are simply good in accepting the rules, understanding them and applying them quickly. I would, uh, I, I mean, that's exactly a part of the discussion that we had uh, a little bit earlier. There are better ways of learning uh, of, of, on any kind of topic than just go, taking your head and banging it against the wall. But at times, you need to accept that the wall is very, very hard and your head is going to hurt. So if you try to change the wall, you are going to get hurt. Translation of that metaphor. If you want to do mathematics in an unstructured way in general, and if you want to feel mathematics instead of actually learning it, it's going to be your wall. Yes, but uh, the banging against the ball and trying to uh, get the... Because uh, let me go back to the definition that you were using or the, what the student says that uh, the security was the problem. The way in which he was preparing for the exam because he yes, needed to go to a lot of questions and theory. And, yes, he, and uh, actually a part of that comment was about uh, having to go to 150 million links and learn about something. Well, yeah. I don't think that he was preparing for the security. He was preparing to, for the exam. He was trying to learn things by heart, but not understanding them. And this A, is B, biggest, laser pointer? Yes. And I think that this is the biggest thing that people need to understand. And I'm sorry that the person who is at the college level does not understand this. There is a difference between, uh, difference between uh, knowing something and understanding something. Absolutely true. And this is something that a lot of people are missing. Mm -hmm. uh, especially and, in IT. Especially in IT. Uh, because uh, a lot of times when people are asking me, why do I need to learn about DHCP, whatever, or DNS? Uh, it's because you, first, you don't know a lot about it. And the second, this is probably going to be the source of most of your problems. And three, you're going to be asked on it on a larger scale on many major interviews. Yes, this is one thing. And the other thing is that a lot of times fundamental understanding of the protocols and fundamental understanding of how things like DHCP or DNS or whatever, whatever works is something that is going to get you out of a lot of trouble. Correct. And this is something that, that cannot be learned. You need to understand how the protocols work because when it becomes clear to you how they work, it becomes clear to you how to solve the problems because you see the, where the problems are. Correct. And this is something that is fundamental uh, with the certificates because certificates are going to give you an understanding where to look for, uh, where, where to look at the information. At least the, uh, pr ex uh, the certificates that require practical exams. And this is why I, uh, I wouldn't say hate, but I... Dislike. No, I'm uh, not happy with some of the exams. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, if the exam is uh, passable by using a brain dump, mm -hmm. it makes no sense to me. Because every, okay. every exam that you can pass by using a brain dump is the exam that you can actually uh, use your short-term memory for. Exactly correct. And this is an exam that you, it won't, hold in, uh, won't be in your head for long. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to use this uh, knowledge because you don't have the knowledge. You have the short-term recollection of information. 
And this is different than the knowledge. No, it actually can be even worse than that. It doesn't have to be recollection of knowledge. It can be recollection of certain no, 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 certain keywords in answer A, B, C, and D, and that's that's basically like a regular expression that you're looking for in an answer and quickly circling the correct one every yes. single time. And this is this is something I've that, seen can, that. that can create that can create a lot of not only problems. But complete Fake CVs. no, no, complete misconceptions of how things work. Yes, because you know, uh, for a given question, you now know a given set of answers, and since you don't understand why the answers are there, sometimes you actually make wrong uh, wrong uh, assumptions of why this thing actually works the way it is, and this is a big problem. This is the reason why I uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, like and love uh, practical examinations mm -hmm. and why, uh, as I said, dislike uh, uh, all the questionnaires there are however, however many questions they have. So Exactly the reason why almost all of the exams that you and I do are all practical. Yes. Because that's the only thing that's applicable to real life. Because I uh, don't, sometimes I don't care if a student is able to completely finish the job. Sometimes I care about the process, process or I care, I care about the way that he was trying to uh, fix things. So sometimes when I see somebody having a problem, I will take a look at his uh, comment history and see what did he do to try to debug or troubleshoot the problem. Mm -hmm. And I will give him, give him points uh, for troubleshooting because if I see that he uh, got all the basics right, and it still doesn't work. Okay, maybe the, the problem is somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And maybe the problem is not in the way he, his solution is working. Maybe the problem is in the uh, operating system itself. Yeah, package or the wrong Whatever. version or, yeah, it so, can be. So uh, I'm interested in the way that the student's brain works. I'm not interested in the actual result. Okay, I'm interested in the result. But not but as the, the only. The result is not the only metric. Correct. And this is a big problem when it comes to uh, universities because we like to have universal metrics. And this is something that is uh, taught to this us. This is not a university problem. This is education problem. Yes. Because uh, this is a part of the job that you don't do as much as I have to. And I actually like uh, doing that part of the job because it's always interesting. But the, the framework, how the educa higher education nowadays work, is structured around the idea of having criteria which is measurable, objectively measurable, not subjectively, which is the reason why a lot of universities are also getting rid of uh, oral exams in favor of the written exams. Stuff like that happening. I personally don't like that all that much, but I understand why people are doing that. Um, uh, although my professional opinion is that that's uh, mic micromanaging way too much. And do you think that we are going to suddenly see a big shift uh, back into oral uh, examination because of the AI? I don't know. Uh, might be something that's worth investigating in the future. I, I would actually do it because it's a very quick, uh, short-term solution to a big problem. We already had a situation with, yes. uh, with this a couple of days ago. Uh, not not very happy about that, but you know it's it's going to happen. People are going always uh, always going to be people, so maybe yes, maybe maybe it's going to be about 
investing into different types of examinations. Maybe it's going to be investing into different ter- types of remotely watching what's happening in your classroom while the examinations are happening. I have no no uh, no direct answer to that, but combination because of because I think that uh, direct oral examination and by oral examination I mean direct uh, talk about the problems and the solutions, not necessarily in a way that uh, usually people are, uh, are considering examination. So, for example, a lot of people think that uh, an exam should be. Uh, task you perform it and that's it sometimes in a measurable way yes so sometimes it makes sense for me to talk to somebody about something mm-hmm. the usual IT question is what happens when you push the button on PC mm-hmm. this is something that is probably the most difficult question to uh, answer in an interview yet Amazon asks a lot of people that on their interviews yes and people when you ask them about it when they hear about it for the first time they say ah oh, this is simple No, it's not. You can talk about that for hours. Yes, and depending on your specialty, there are probably thousands of questions that can be asked uh, of on, of any part of the process of the computer booting up. So, or not booting up, mm-hmm. because I can, can ask you, I, I can ask you a question and say, uh, I pressed the computer uh, button on my computer, it didn't boot up. What, what are the potential reasons for that? And what happened? What happened? Yeah. Okay. And then I will see. When you start your answer, I will see what is the first thing that you understand, and I will see what is the first thing that you don't understand about your computer. NLP methodology actually teaches you about the way in which you can deduct from the face and the way in which uh, people use their eyes, whether or not they are calling knowledge or inventing things. Okay. You can, that, that's something that's completely applicable to oral examinations. I used to do that a lot because if you ask somebody a question like this, which is troubleshooting question at the highest level of complexity. This is really yes. difficult. Then you ha- the, the process of analyzing that question goes into multiple directions. Is it the power supply problem? Is it the power button problem? Is it the motherboard problem? So you can list 10 different, 20 different problems, and then then branch into others as well. This is like creating a checklist. The way in which human bra- brain works in the back end of that is, you know, people start usually looking like up, And to, yes, 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 to yes, the yes, right yes. or the left hand side, it's, it's, these processes are visible. And you can already get a glimpse into a person's thought process when you're doing the oral examination, which is in, okay, okay. impossible I will, in other I, stuff. I will say that I have a little... I know I went too far, but this is something that a, stands. I have a little, little respect for uh, NLP I understand. As, as an idea, okay. but I have high respect for uh, psychology. And I understand the first thing that your brain needs to do is to disconnect from the communication because it needs to recollect things. So this has nothing to do with NLP as such. No, no, that, that's where I met. Yes, okay, okay, concepts. I understand what you were I, trying. It's not. You were I trying know. to make sense of make sense of a topic, basically. But yes, and I this I think that the AI is the reason that people are going to uh, start exchanging ideas and stop asking direct questions. Because direct questions are okay for the mathematics. How much is the two plus two? But uh, when you need to see if a person cheated by using the calculator or whatever, you can just start by asking you, uh, if I ask you, if you add two numbers, what is the result? Mm-hmm. Generalized question. And then you will say which numbers. And they'll say, okay, but generally numbers. 
What do you do? And then you can get the idea if a person understand what he's trying to accomplish. Agreed. Okay, this is not applicable to elementary school. No. But this is applicable on the college and university level. It is. And it should be. Yes. And uh, this is the reason why I'm completely for using AI in the university. Because Unless we change the structure of the exams and the way in which we question people, I'm against it. As I said, I'm completely for using AI, but we need to question the fundamentals of the exams. Yes. And this is something that we're going to be needing to do because there is no way around AI. Yeah, you cannot, you, uh, and uh, by denying everything, by forbidding everything in life, yeah, you're not going to get very It's far. basically fighting the sea. Yes. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You can try to fight the waves, but you can probably, the way you should be doing it is but embracing that there, the waves are there. And, and learn how to, to swim. Learn how to, how to swim. Yeah. And basically, this is something that we are going to be uh, doing, and we are going to have a lot of problems with AI in the next couple of Agreed. years. Because the AI is going to be uh, become much more interwoven with the, uh, everything that we are going to do. Okay. We, we are going to be creating a lot more uh, uh, lectures and a lot more uh, examples that are going to be AI created. Mm -hmm. Because this is normal pace of things uh, advancing. So... It would be completely nonsensical to uh, create an environment in which a student is learning together with an AI, and then suddenly he doesn't have the AI uh, as his uh, sidekick when he needs to answer something. Yeah. So we need to check if he understands how to steer the AI. We don't need to check... Yeah, to the benefit of educational yes, process. Yes, I agree. Yes, yes. So this is something that is going to be fundamentally uh, different. Yeah, we're going to work on that. And okay. I think that this, this is the same... Uh, fundamental change as the fundamental change when we were in the primary school. Do you remember the saying when both you and me, since we are old, uh, Speak for yourself. when we were uh, doing mathematics and the teacher told you, you need to learn how to add by hand because you are not going to have your calculator with you all the time. Yeah. And this is the same thing. We are asking the students to learn how to do something because they are not going to have the AI all the time. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are going to have the AI all the time. You mean that's the fundamental change? Yes. I think that we as an institution have that pre-programmed into, pro into our educational system here in our company in a very, uh, very nicely done way. Okay. Because we do allow certain exams to be open book. We do allow documentation to be used on a lot of exams, I think that's normal. But at the same time, we also make a hell of an effort to create questions in the exams that are not going to be easily answerable by just going to the documentation and copy-pasting. Yes, and this is going to create the biggest problem with the students. And it always does. This is going to push us more towards the idea of troubleshooting, I think, one, one of the ideas. To, well, this, this is going to create a lot of uh, snowball effects from, from the... Now I'm, I'm just uh, just taking a deep breath, trying not to do mm -hmm. anything anything stupid, and just going to say uh, we are creating a snowball effect out of snowflakes because we are pushing the students in such a way that there is no way for them to learn something by heart, mm -hmm. but we are pushing them to understand things. And this is going to be their new mathematics. We are trying to impress on them the fundamental idea of 
we do not care about you uh, trying to uh, use a short-term short memory because the short-term memory is not going to be useful on this exam. Again, this is something that I, I work heavily on you know, on our uh, university program, at least on the courses that we teach, because we have it structured in a sense of a lot of, a lot of topics like building on top of each other, and then the next course builds on top of those as well. So have to do, if nothing else, via repetition and via projects that they have to do, our students, they're going to have to learn it whether they want it or not. I'm, I'm fine with this. Yeah, me too, because they are, uh, I, I'm not trying to push that too far, but I'm trying to push them to at least learn some of the t topics that we and the employers, future ones, deem to be fundamental. In that regards they should learn how to do some things without looking into documentation. Uh, it's something called memory items in the pilot world. Uh, you know what the pilots say about, the, about how the, how the uh, stuff is uh, basically learned or how do they learn how to fly. Mm -hmm. They have some things that they need to understand. Mm -hmm. They have some things that they can uh, use the checklists and lookups for. And for everything else, there's a dick, this pile of manual. Yes, but there, there is also something called memory items. Those are the things that you, can, you must actually know. You must be able to recall them from memory at the moment's notice. Mm -hmm. And this is basically what they are, lear they are learning how to do. And this creates a problem sometimes because... Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, response from them pushback. On yes, that. no, 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 not only this, but uh, sometimes when the problem becomes something that is not uh, that requires some sort of improvisation, sometimes you have a problem because people are relying on the memory. They are not relying on thinking, because they are trying to automate things because they are taught that way. A B laser pointer. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. And this is a big problem when you're trying to be an engineer. But this is great when you're being a pilot because you need to make decisions extremely fast. Okay. I would argue, actually, looking at the topic that we already covered, uh, that from the approach perspective of education, now specifically going back to IT education, okay, I think that there are three fundamental ways in which people get interested slash imprinted into IT. Okay. The first one is kind of like to be programmed slash pre-programmed in terms of being in, in IT since the early age. Fundamental influence on that might be the parents, their careers, their background, or somebody in the family who's very close or some very good friend or relative that's very close. This is something that leads to a long-term retention of that fire inside of you when you learn how to, when you learn about it later in life, what we later call passion. When it ignites, it usually pushes the people towards IT, which I find to be uh, a pretty common scenario nowadays as a lot of young people tend to have that emotional uh, requirement of attaching to something uh, that they, they deem also rationally to be interesting so that they can work uh, towards that topic. I find that to be really good about the, the state of the things today. There are some negatives, but let's forget about that for a second. Then... Later on in life, if you haven't been imprinted with that since the early age, let's say, I don't know, end of primary school, high school uh, time frame or something, in, at that age, you get into IT for different reasons. 
usually. It's not uh, it's not uh, so much family driven or whatnot. It's about growing up. It's about seeing the trends a little bit. It's about seeing YouTube, TikToks, whatnots of the world nowadays at least. It's about influence on a more broader level, let's say from societal uh, influences than it is from any given single person because at that age you know puberty you become a little bit more resistant to learning from your close people etc it's a normal process of growing up and there's a third process as actually that happens much later in life if you haven't already caught the it bug which is being switched to it for various existential or environmental reasons and when i say about that when i say that it's job loss career dead ends, boring jobs that lasted for a long time, you want to switch to something, economic reasons as well, because it's widely reported that people in IT have huge salaries that are way above average, etc. Whichever of those principles it is, all three of the above can end up being excellent IT people. I have, exa- I have examples for all three of them in the hundreds. Let me give you the most perfect example for that. And I usually uh, tell this, uh, uh, talk about this example with our students. Some 10 years ago or so, I had a a pretty old guy in in respect to IT, let's say, who was a programmer. So he had a a company that used to do accounting applications and still still does. Everybody did? Yeah. Okay. It is what it is. It's of age. And he came to uh, the company that I used to work for externally uh, to do Red Hat training. Reason being, I want to become Red Hat certified RCA and old Red Hat certified engineer, which was service-based exam. Okay. Prior to version, so prior to version seven, uh, eight. He was 62 years old when he came to the course. Okay. Went through the first course, second course. A month later, came to the exam. I was the exam examiner, passed it with flying colors. Uh, took the third course. Then he was gone for, uh, let's say, I think roughly three months or something. Came to the exam, passed it with uh, flying colors. No problem whatsoever. And after I became aware of that experience, because I was there with him the whole, the whole, the whole journey, it became a, like blatantly apparent to me that if you want to do something like that, there is no excuse. There doesn't exist an excuse that you can use rationally in saying this is too hard for me because that you didn't know what network cable is. I think that the biggest thing that we need to think about uh, is that we are different. And from my perspective, I do not understand a person who is able to be bored. Because especially in today's world. Okay, in any world, but especially in today's world. Because as you know, both you and my, uh, you and me, we have probably, if not ten, if not hundreds, but tens of different uh, things that we want to know about at any given time. Mm-hmm. We have some things that we like or want to learn uh, more. There are some things that we like to learn, uh, would would like to learn, but don't have the time for. And for me, from my perspective, being bored is something that doesn't happen. I can be 
I don't know, inconvenience to do something, I may lack some, uh, uh, I, w I won't say uh, attention, but... Organizational skills uh, no, is no, more. No, 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 no. Uh, I think that uh, motivation, uh, I sometimes lack motivation because I'm basically tired of all the other things that I'm doing at the, at the current moment, but everything is interesting to me. And I have a big problem with people who, who are not like this because I do not understand the entire concept of being bored. I'm being bored because I don't know what to do and nothing is interesting to me right now. Petro Boys said everything yes. about that in the 80s. Yes, but this, the, the problem is uh, I was never being boring. Me neither. And I was never being bored. So this is the this is the thing that uh, the thing this this is a problem because no, it's just a pure generational difference. You need no, to, no, it's personal difference. It's personal, but it's also generational. There, there, there is a large data set that can confirm that. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm not saying that to discourage somebody or disparage. Yes, but people, it is what it is. People who are watching this mm -hmm. instead of shorts mm -hmm. are probably the people who are always interested in something. Because okay. this is one of the examples of trying to do something. Because basically, right now we are in the small room. We are talking to each other. We're trying to exchange uh, ideas. Mm -hmm. And then we are putting these ideas onto the internet to be uh, consumed. consumed by anybody who is interested. Mm -hmm. We don't know if, they, if, if this, is, this is even going to be seen by anybody. A single person. You remember when we were discussing this with our students and when I said yes. that you need to have a leap of faith in order to achieve anything in life? Yes, but the problem is with the students that they are asking us, uh, are you going to make money and when we are going to make money? Yeah, they want shortcuts. They want shorts. No, I don't think that the problem is the shortcuts. I think that the problem is that they... Assurance of success? No, motivation. Motivation. We the, are, I wouldn't define that as motivation, but I understand what you want to say. They think that the motivation for everything is money. And they don't understand when you can be motivated to do something without the money inside it. Yeah, we talked about that as well. So, for example, I, uh, I am a ham radio operator. Mm -hmm. I, have a, uh, I have a couple of uh, transceivers at home. I'm, I have an antenna at home. I have an antenna at, uh, uh, in my car and so on and so on. Mr. Amperwork. Yes, but the idea why I'm doing this especially in this right now in this place and this this uh, time because it's fun it's it's completely ludicrous uh, there is no rational point in trying to establish another way of communication when i can actually talk to a person in i don't know united states by calling him completely free mm -hmm. so uh, when ham radio operators uh, became a thing the idea was to be able to talk to somebody who you weren't able to contact now, basically, I can contact anybody who I'm talking to on the radio. Sometimes I do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, what happens is that I'm contacting somebody on the radio and then verifying the contact itself using the internet. Mm -hmm. uh, too, too far. <laughs> yes. So, but it makes it makes no sense to somebody who doesn't have the have the ham radio bug, because it uh, when you look at the logical part of it, it doesn't make any sense. I can, and, I can explain all of that. Yes, I know that you can, but some people don't. And the reason... Exactly why, the reason why we should. Yes, but okay. But uh, the reason why we are doing the things that we do is because we, they are there. The famous... The famous George thing Mallory? Of, 
Yes, the famous, the famous thing about the bump in the bump in the earth is that uh, he wasn't doing it to get the money or to get the views or to get the whatever. He just wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. So you play guitar, you play it well because you wanted to play it well, and you are not getting get, getting paid to pay, uh, to do it well. Sometimes I am, but mostly not. Yes. But you are not getting paid to do it well. You're getting paid because you, you are doing it well. Do it. But yeah. you didn't it's get paid. It's a very big difference. Yes. Yes. So the idea of you uh, uh, waking up one day and say, "Okay, I'm going to spend the next thirty years of my life." learning how to play the guitar because I want to get the money out of it. No, it didn't happen. Yeah, I, I learned all uh, five instruments for the fun of it. Yes. That's it. So, uh, motivation is the big part of it. Yes. Uh, curiosity. Curi curiosity also is one part of it. And I think that we are right now in the right space and time to uh, get our curiosity going and to try to do two things. First, learn. And second, help other people learn. Mm -hmm. Because this is what should be done. Correct. My motivation is trying to make other people learn because I know what what is on the other Not side. Not make, help them. Okay, because you cannot make any, any, anybody learn something. But I know what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. I can talk about the other side and say to people, okay, this is what the, what's on the other side. When we, were, when we were preparing this um, uh, episode, I said that we are like a film critic. We are talking about topics that we sometimes don't have much experience in because, as we all know, film critics usually don't have any successful films, films behind them. Yeah, not everybody is Roger Ebert. Yes, but at the same time, we know what's on the other side. So we are talking about the other side. Maybe... Some of the things we did, some of the things we didn't, but we need to get the people to the point where they can try to do it. So the only thing that I can do is try to explain to them, okay, if you do this, 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 and this, and understand this, you can then try to do this, and this is going to motivate you to do this. Mm -hmm. And for some people, this is complicated. Mm -hmm. Because there is not no no other way to explain to it. You can you cannot say to a, to a person, you are going to get be a DevOps guy in three months. No, he's not going to be a DevOps no. guy. But even if there was a special, I don't know, way to uh, get people to become a DevOps guy. What is a DevOps guy? Mm -hmm. What is what is a Dev guy? What is an Ops guy? Why is it called DevOps? And I agree. I'm with you. Uh, there's another point to be made here, which is kind of something that you also hinted on. And you mentioned this in one of the episodes, so I'm just rinse and repeat and actually putting it into context. You uh, said, uh, basically I quote, that in order to get good at something, you need to spend 10,000 hours doing it. Yes. Um, I can tell you that for yeah in 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 terms of statistics probably in most most of the things you are correct or that metaphor applies it doesn't really matter if it's 5 10 or 15 it's thousands, it's not my metaphor it's thousands, just it's, it's just a psychological yeah, thing that yeah. thousands did. of hours need yes. to be uh, applied to some things yes uh, there are contributing factors to that both in a positive and a negative way your prior knowledge is a big contributing factor to needing less time for that 
which is why you should consume as much knowledge as possible. Okay. That's point number one. Point number two, which is not measurable. This is, it's impossible to measure some things uh, on a human being, is uh, talent. Okay. Especially when you're into arts, talent plays a big role in how you acquire knowledge about certain type of art. Let me give you an example. I could probably play any instrument that you put in my hand if you give me a month or two from the list of uh, instruments that I don't yet play, okay? But if you give me a pen or a pencil and a piece of paper to draw you something, I couldn't draw you something good for the life of me. Me neither, me neither. Yet at the same time, I know an awful lot of people including my high school, my primary school best friend, one of my friends for, from high school, both male and female. So it's not the gender thing. It's not a race or a gender or whatever thing. When you see them draw, and if you have the, you know, the, the, the thing about drawing, if it uh, motivates you, if it touches something in you, you're just, you know, what the hell is that? Yes, I know, but uh, this innate but, talent, talent is... Is part of it. Yes, but the thing is this. People are used to rationalizing talent both when they have it and when they haven't got it, mostly when they haven't got it, and using it as a, an excuse not to do things. I've witnessed that hundreds of times in my life. But there is actually something to be said in the opposite direction. I have an example for that too. So I went to primary and secondary musical school. I was probably the most talented dude there. I was just freaking lucky. It's not something that I worked on. It's something that I was lucky enough to be born with. Okay. But in my group of people that I, um, that I went to high school with, there was a guy who worked a hell of a lot harder than I did on some things in the musical education, and he was better at it than me. So... Apply that metaphor to IT. There is something to be said about people who are not necessarily predestined to be IT people, but who have the time and uh, time, partially, patience, willingness, stubbornness, motivation, whatever motivation to, you know, like put your fist on the desk and say, I am not going to give up until I solve these things once, twice, for five hundred times, thousandth time. That leads to knowledge and they can also be better than anybody else at whatever the hell they're doing. We have a lot of examples of that right here under our roof. Yes, 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 yes. I'm completely fine with, with this, but uh, when it comes to talent and when it comes to certification versus uh, formal knowledge and so on, uh, the talent is probably the thing that I would use an, as, as an example. Because, for example, uh, if you have a educated let's say painter mm -hmm. basically when you see somebody painting a, painting a painting okay creating <laughs> creating a painting uh, you are never going to ask them uh, are you a professional painter okay because uh, there comes a point where you see somebody painting that you know that they are not a professional painter they're just a painter they are somebody who is able to turn uh, inanimate pigments into something that looks nice. So you don't care if they are certified, if they finish the university or the academy or whatever, you just know that they are the person who is able to do this. Yeah, the, they know. 
Yes, it's the same thing with the uh, music. Yes. For the even more so in music let's, than let's, let's, than in than in IT. Let's say for the guitarists. Mm-hmm. The astrophysics uh, astrophysics uh, PhD. Mr. May. Yes, Mr. May. So astrophysics uh, PhD. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he a certified musician? No. No. But is he good at it? Oh, pre- hell pre- yes. Yes, pre- pre- pretty well, well, yes. So the idea of having uh, or, or, or judging somebody by his certification, if I told you that there is a person who is uh, astrophysics, astrophysics PhD, he's playing a guitar, you would say, okay. So who is that guy? Or if there is a physician who is playing bongos, you know who the physician is? Yes, Sheldon. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Feynman. Feynman, yes. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. So, uh, actually, uh, t- to your point, uh, I want to uh, also... Physician, to... Uh, physicist. Physicist, physician, yeah, it's physician. okay. It's okay. No, it's Richard not. Richard Feynman, yeah. No, 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 I know, no, I know. Not because people who study physics are going to kill me. <laughs> no, they're not because it's lapses. Yes, okay. It is what it is. I uh, actually wanted to add something. Something to this, uh, which escapes me for the second, but I'm probably going to remember it. Uh, I was lucky in terms of learning some of the things that I learned, especially in music. To be on one side hammered by the strictest of the strict people teaching me in musical school. Okay. For which I'm eternally grateful today, which I wasn't back then all that much. So that was one side of the story. The second part of the story is that I was also hammering myself by choice, um, by educating myself in things that have nothing to do with that classical part of education in music, Uh, by learning from uh, people, not directly by relation, but by listening and learning, by transcribing, by learning by ear, whatever, from people who have zero musical education. And I learned from opposites, uh, so those are the opposite ends and everything in between. So that's the first part of the story. Second part of the story. I know a hell of a lot of people who uh, fall here or there or anything in between because that's the that's the world that i live in i know a lot of people who haven't had a single day of education yet they can play their ass off on any given instrument you pick your number Let me just but i also have one more thing to add which is i know a lot of people who are mathematicians physicians electrical engineers computer science dudes who are musicians at the same time there is a link there okay but can you, or uh, generally speaking, can you uh, into, say, into, uh, into arts. That's what is general. So, can you say if a person is able to, as you said, play his ass off, ass off uh, on an instrument, can you say that he doesn't have an education? No, it's just different type of education, yes, which so is completely metaphorically applicable to it. Yes, so it's he's self-educated. Yes. But he has hit a lot of walls. He has tried a lot of things, and then he learns how to how to play uh, through them. It's the same with every education. Correct. So you can basically uh, uh, talk to people and say, okay, the education itself is just the way of becoming good at something. And if you are good at something, you are educated at it. Because in the end, there comes a point in the education itself where where there is no way for you to become 
better at it, uh, there is no other way other than you actually becoming better at it. There is no way for you to uh, have anything Fake. other. Uh, uh, no, no, have anything other than a mentor that's going to point you the uh, right direction because suddenly you are all alone. You are doing something that only you can do because you are outside of the scope of all the other mentors or the other professors there are. Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to learn something for in DevOps, let's say, containers, modernization, microservices and so, suddenly you are also creating your own pioneering steps in some, in some places. And baby they, steps. It's baby steps, but those baby steps are going in the direction that nobody has uh, gone before. And you are doing small things. This is not fundamental research into something, but you are on your own because you need to drive yourself because there is nobody else to drive you, uh, drive you through it. You have to be on your own. So basically, your education becomes you. So yes. you are, you have, you, every PhD guy out there is self-educated. Correct. So education is basically what you make out of it. Out of it. Thank you for mentioning all of this because there's actually a topic there. Just yes, I know there's a couple of topics. There. No, no, there's one that we can do right now, which is very valuable for our discussion, I think. You mentioned basically the concepts of formal and informal knowledge. Okay. That's, what we, that's what you just discussed. I'm just putting words on top of that. Formal being, you know, college exams, whatnot. Informal being learning by trade, basically. Okay. Or certifying yourself, then going into college, or without all of that, going to college and saying that you know something. We are finally at the stage of, um, let's say, legal framework in European Union and by extension in Croatia, at which informal knowledge is something that we can actually use as a part of the process. We can have people coming to us, to our college, stating, I know this, 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 and this. For example, I know everything about Microsoft Windows Server and Linux. They can state that and we can create an informal exam for them to prove that to us and we can give them ECTS credits that count towards the diploma. Okay. So, uh, uh, what I wanted to say by this is not all, this is not only what we do. Universities do that nowadays and it's a good thing. Uh, what I wanted to say is something else. Uh, people are aware of that fact, the fact that not everybody is going through college because that can be hell of expensive as well. We need to, we need to put it on the, on the table as well. But at the same time, the, the people who don't have the money to go to college shouldn't be discredited from getting college, edu, edu, uh, not necessarily education, but diploma. And there are ways of making sure that that works so that in the end, it ends with the college diploma if somebody wants it, which I'm not saying that everybody wants it. Yes, but what we are coming back to is that we are basically doing the certification. Yeah. So basically, we what we are tell, telling people is, uh, instead of being uh, certified in a, some technical whatever technology there is, uh, we are going to certify you in a way that the college does. Mm -hmm. But uh, the way we are going to do it is going to uh, look like certification for some special case. Mm -hmm. So basically, the certification itself... Mm -hmm. and education and formal education and with everything else is basically becoming the certification. So we have come to the point what I was talking. So you can consider university uh, basically serial certification of knowledge. I agree with that. And this is something that is completely okay with uh, with me. I uh, actually don't understand why this wasn't before. 
why it took us hundreds of years to do it? Because uh, informal certification of people, especially gifted people in mathematics, physics, and so on, used to be called uh, inventors. Geniuses. Geniuses. And now... We were, basic, we were basically disparaging them for God knows how yes, many years. Yes, but, but also, when somebody was especially creative, mm-hmm. even a hundred years ago, especially gifted, especially creative, they didn't have the money. Usually, when they were called a genius, it meant basically that the system tried to bend itself so to that... To work this, out the way. To work out the way for this person to become good at his uh, field of... Uh, in in a way, this is exactly what we're discussing. Yes. yes, but now we are formalizing this and we are creating something that actually can work on anybody because it took a lot of uh, motivation, uh, gift and uh, knowledge on behalf of the, the person who was called a genius to become somebody certified. Uh, and now we are offering this to everybody. We are telling it, okay, you don't need to be a genius. Mm-hmm. You just need to have some part of the education. Then you can formalize the rest of the education. So you can formalize the thing that you know. Then you can continue continue from there. And then uh, step by step come to a diploma, whatever that is, this diploma is. Okay. So two things to, to add there. Or maybe just one, perhaps. We also, uh, as a part of our college education program, have something that's kind of like in the middle of these two topics that we discussed, formal and informal education, uh, which is directly related to how much tuition cost is, which is if somebody actually has the certification for certain topics, he he gets credited for ECTS points, which means deduction in the college tuition, which I find to be completely fair. And we all think that it's fair here. So we have both the formal, the informal part, and something that's built on on the idea of informal but certified knowledge uh, as well. And we have a formal process to each that goes to, and this has been working for us for uh, since the, the since the day that this institution was created. So uh, that's that that was always a part of the story. But this part of the informal, it's something that needed to be treated from the legal framework side so that we can implement it. We cannot do it on our own. Yes, and of course, uh, the last thing that we actually need to do is <clears throat> to try to explain to people who are not from EU or the Croatia that uh, the way education is structured in Europe is a little bit different than it is structured in the United States. Quite a bit. And the main reason, well, main difference is the amount of money that you need to pay for the education. It is, but when there are talking, also formal differences. Yes, yes, okay, of course. But uh, when we are talking about uh, high tuition, high education costs, I think there is a couple of orders of magnitude difference between the United States and, the, and, and, and uh, what is happening in Europe. So what we are trying to do here is we are trying to make both words, uh, worlds meet and try to make the best of both worlds. So we are trying to make, uh, uh, we are trying to create a path for people who are able to provide for themselves uh, to get the formal education, formal certificates, whatever they are called, diplomas, whatever, uh, in a way that is approachable to them. Because the tuition, when it comes to tuition, when you and me are uh, talking to, uh, about tuition costs, we are talking probably about something that is in the United States is a cost of a month's rent. 
Correct. So this this needs to be said. Or two. So yeah. we are not going to go into details because this is going to change over time and so on and so on. But what we are talking about is something that is probably two orders of the magnitude different than what is in the United States. Investment is incomparable, yes. Yes. So it is much easier to get higher education here in Croatia than it is in the United States. To, uh, to their discredit, in a way. Because yes, they and, could organize and, it differently, but who am I, I to think, judge? And I think that in time, this is going to change. Because they are going to understand that they need to create some sort of a system that is going to uh, help them have more educated people. Yeah, the amount of job of job openings right now in America stands to reason that it would be a smart thing to do. Yes. So let's not go, go with, uh, let's not go with the politics, but the things that are most different when, it, when we are comparing European Union and the uh, United States is the education and the health sector. Yes. So you don't need to go broke when you're educating yourself and you don't need to go broke when you're sick here in the European Luckily, Union. that works. Luck yes. Luckily. Yes. So we are uh, probably living in the best world there is from those standpoints. In a hundred years, probably not. But right mm -hmm. now, right now, our world is probably working the best for us. Yeah. And it needs to be said because not all the people who are going to watch this are going to understand what we are talking about. Because when we are talking about formalization, in the United States, you can formalize a lot of things because the legal framework itself is pretty shaky, mm -hmm. but it costs a lot, a hell of a lot more. Yeah, it's a, yeah, let's not get into politics. I would go ballistic and so would you. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to. It's too late. It, it deserves to be said that uh, some of the things that 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 are really important so we have a lot of viewers from india the philippines indonesia so eastern part of the world um, those those some of these countries are not necessary there some of them are on the rise economically some of them are not in the best state currently maybe they are going to be in the future etc and for those people these types of discussions are uh, educational uh, at most so even if you find value out of that part of our conversation, we are fine with that. It doesn't necessarily mean that we are trying to get you to come here, but you are always welcome. Yes, 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 yes. We have quite a few international students here every year, and we are getting bigger, so we are very proud of that. Yes, and I am especially proud of the, all the people who are getting back in touch uh, after a few years and say, saying what we did for them in terms of education and in terms of uh, opening their minds into how different things work. Because the probably the most important thing whenever you're learning something is try to be an op as open-minded as you can mm. and try to be as critical as you can in a way that is not negative. And this is the... Constructive, be constructive. I would go with not negative. Because being constructive is... Uh, a step forward. A step forward, but <laughs> let's start with not being negative. So uh, having no opinion this way or the other is helpful. <laughs> being negative is not helpful. Yeah. Okay. okay. I have two, this... more, two more questions. Okay. So why do you think that, generally speaking, nowadays, when we speak about education and as a result of that, the job market is directly related to it, why do you think so many people go towards IT and especially development? There are obvious and non-obvious reasons, I'd say. I would say that two things. First, the economic part of it, okay. because the money is there right now. Okay. 
And I think that a lot of people are uh, interested in what is going to happen because the IT is a huge field. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a lot of things that you can do in the IT that are actually uh, could be considered, I wouldn't say simple, but uh, could be considered as simple as possible to learn fast and then get compensated uh, quite nicely. Mm-hmm. And then people tend to stick to the field and then uh, learn their way up. Mm-hmm. So basically, a lot of money is to be made even on the lower le- uh, parts of the ladder in the IT. Opportunities for advancement. So opportunities for advancement, uh, economic opportunities. So I think the combination of the field itself being interesting. Lucrative. And, and lucrative means that a lot of people are investing in IT or thinking about IT. What about job security? <sighs> Don't look at it from a perspective of just working for one company. Nobody works. For for the no, US no, foreign no, no, company no. nowadays, aspects uh, uh, from uh, job security. I wouldn't say that this is connected to IT. I would. I would say I would say that your job security and my job security depends not on the ability to be in IT, but on the ability to learn. Agreed, absolutely. So I wouldn't say that job security comes from IT. Job security comes from the skills and skills, ability to learn. Ability to learn, uh, motivation to learn, and the skill set that you acquire along the way. So you can be a master carpenter and have job security, or you can be a PhD in mathematics and have job security. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, connect. Uh, there is no direct connection in the field of uh, that we are talking about. With the job security, job security itself is something that is based basically on your motivation and yourself. What about flexibility, remote work, stuff like that? It's always a nice thing to have. It's always a nice thing to have because we can always do a couple of jobs. Uh, we can be uh, working at eleven o'clock in the in the evening. Uh, I would argue that uh, for all the good and the bad of it, and I'm acutely aware of the bad of it, the, the f- starting of the COVID era in a sense of our jobs and our education and our approach to doing the job was probably the most fun for the two of us. I think that the COVID era and the transformation of uh, the workplace into a remote workplace was something that was life-changing for the, for the most of it because Whatever is happening right now, so that uh, we are trying to go back to working, we are going trying to go back to the office work and so on. I think that the there is a, a end to uh, staying at the office from nine to five, not only for the IT, but I think that it is going to be in general going to be applicable to everything that can be uh, remotely, outside, done. remotely done. Uh, from one 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 point is going one perspective is going to be that this is going to happen because of the uh, people wanting to do this in such a way, and the other thing is that it is going to be lucrative to the uh, people who are uh, paying people because basically you are deducting the office costs from the cost of the operations. So you can have a lot more people uh, and not have as many office space. Uh, as much office as, space, as yeah. As much office space, yes. So. There are a couple of other potential reasons. I have okay. a couple of ideas. I was actually thinking about this earlier. I noticed that uh, uh, in the past couple of years with our students, actually, 
and there there are uh, scientific terms for some of the things that are happening. One of them is called psychology of overreaction. Okay. Generally speaking, that uh, that is defined as overreacting to a potential future problem that you might have in your life, like a threat or whatever. One of the threats is not being able to sustain yourself, not having the economic power to live, to buy yourself food, groceries, okay. whatnot, and whatever. Basically, uh, that combined with social media and uh, the influence and the scope of what social media does, as well as the social contacts, for example, secondary school, your friends, your family, whatnot, has created a little bit of a, uh, I wouldn't say paranoid, but a kind of still fear of being left out. Anxiousness. Anxiousness, yes. And actually, I would I would argue that there's a part of that that's completely rational as well, because the world is quickly dissolving into two parts, uh, what the uh, our American friends call haves and have-nots. I hate yes. those terms, yes. as, I, as I'm sure you do, but these are uh, actually good, uh, t- uh, st- stupid, but good terms to explain what we're discussing. I think that the biggest problem is that we are uh, splitting into can and cannots. And this is, huh. this is, a, this is a problem that uh, a lot of people are avoiding because it's politically incorrect. Because uh, we are talking about uh, motivation. We are talking about people who have the drive, who have the imagination, passion, go, passion and go on and so on. But for each individual that has a passion, there is another individual that doesn't have it. Or, or more. And we are creating inequality in the world that is going to become a problem. We already have. But I think that this problem is right now um, a small thing uh, that is just a foreshadowing what is going to happen in the next couple of decades. Agreed, but there's a simple solution to that problem. Yes, but since we are not going to go to political, we are not going to... No, 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 to it's not it. political. Okay. No, everybody needs to get educated. Simple as that. Okay, universal education is okay. Universal healthcare is okay. Oh, it is absolutely. Yes, but we seem to have a big three hundred million people problem with it. So uh, we 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 don't <laughs> want to go into politics. Okay, uh, and one of the last questions, which might actually um, this might have been the first question that I asked at the beginning of the of our podcast is what do you think are the key uh, like indicators that somebody is going to be successful in the IT industry some of the some of the let's say personal traits that we discussed but maybe you have some more of them improvisation motivation and the thing that you cannot actually explain the, that I'm going to call the drive or the passion mm-hmm. because in Two minutes that you are talking to a person, you can see that if he has the uh, drive that is necessary to become a better person. Problem-solving skills? For some for some tasks, yes. For, for some positions. For some positions, I would call for a person who is not so much into uh, problem-solving, but who is much better in, for example, uh, passion, and who is much more organized. So... For some things, I want a person who is able to improvise. Mm-hmm. For some tasks, I want a person who is basically as bland as possible because I don't want any improvisation. I want a repeatable quality who is actually uh, dedicated to what he's working and uh, working on and to be the best possible at what he's working on. Okay, adaptability. 
of course. But this, these are the general traits that you're looking for in person. I'm not talking about personal friendships. I'm talking no, no, about no, no, no. We, when I'm, I'm talking well, about think person. about it as an employer, for example, for a but, second. Uh, every employer is going to ask, uh, tell you that he is looking for a team player, adaptable player, uh, somebody who is able to learn, who wants to be a team or team player, and so on and so on and so on. But this is basically something that is not applicable only to IT. It's not. I'm just asking. So, w whatever is out uh, out there with the. Uh, uh, on, on the CV, so a uh, team player uh, being able to drive a car, uh, being uh, willing to learn to, uh, learn new stuff, uh, uh, being uh, able to able to travel quickly, and all the other things that you can read in the CV, these are all applicable to, to the IT. Do you find uh, one one of the things that you mentioned is very interesting to me, and it's becoming even more so with uh, with uh, with age? Team player. How how high would you rate that as something that's uh, that's a good trait for your potential employee? It depends uh, for what position I'm looking for. Any position. I don't want a person who is going to uh, be competing for my position to be a team player, because if I'm on the top of the ladder, I don't want a team player. I want somebody under me. Oh, so. man, you're such a socialist. It's incredible. <laughs> you should be working in a public company, not here. Yes, yeah, so, so my idea for a team player is okay. In as, case you haven't noticed, he might be joking. Uh, yes, so, but my idea of a team player is somebody who is playing for the team. But if I am above him, I don't want to him to be uh, much better than me. I want him Why to not? Be, I want him to be better than me, but not too much. Why not? Because it creates problems for me. Then I need ego problems or something else. Ego problems because I'm I'm too old. I need to I need to. Uh, no, you uh, with age you become a little bit. Uh, yeah, ego starts working, but it's actually laziness. I think. I think. Or that, complacency, maybe. Uh, complacency and the problem that uh, I have noticed in me, I have noticed in you, uh, we have an amazing willingness to learn. Yeah. But uh, we are slowly falling behind uh, on our ability to learn. Because we are getting older. Yes. And this means that we are uh, becoming vulnerable to people who are younger than us. Which is completely normal. Yes, but it takes a lot of courage and a lot of uh, self-reflection to be able to understand this. And a lot of people are learning for pe uh, wanting for people who are they acquire, uh, hiring or acquiring for the company to be less adaptable than they, they are. And... Sometimes, since they are older, they are not adaptable at all, so they are looking for less adaptable than this. Now, here's a lesson for you. Yes? Do you now understand why I keep on working so no. many hours? No, I have no idea. That's exactly why. Because that's the, that is the only way to keep my brain in shape. Okay. Because it forces me to learn new things, to do new courses, which constantly change as the technology evolves which means that I have to put in a conscious effort of sitting, reading through the release notes, documentation, whatnot, also to PowerPoint slides, go through the labs and but whatnot. I think, but I think that you are preaching to the wrong crowd because it's 11 o'clock in the evening. It doesn't we, matter what it and, is. And we are, and we are uh, doing the podcast on a Thursday, uh, a Thursday evening because we need to uh, work tomorrow when we don't have the time no, no, tomorrow morning. No, you're, you're afraid of the, 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 the butt of that, uh, of the sentence that I wanted to say, which is, what are you going to do when you get home? I don't know. 
I, I, I honestly don't know. Because I have three things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. and Less uh, and less time and energy to do it. Uh, no, 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 no. I am uh, thinking about what motivates me more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have two things that I want to learn. And one thing, one thing that I want to do just uh, for the heck of it. So uh, I know which one you're going to do. You have absolutely no idea. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Oh man, it's, there is it's a, a ran- randomized function. No, there is a ham contest uh, going on, uh, and I'm I'm inclined to I'm inclined to uh, <laughs> be a part it. of it. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted to say. You want to do it for the heck of it? That's what you're going to yes, do. Yes, but the problem is that uh, it is going to last until Friday in the uh, afternoon, and I don't have that amount of time because both you and me need to be <clears> on a meeting tomorrow. Make time. Yes. Okay. No, no. You need to make time to do it. No, I need to sleep. Uh, no, you and, don't. And, anyways, on that bombshell. <laughs> on that bombshell, we are not in top Yes, here. yes. Uh, yeah. On that bombshell, uh, let's finish this thing up. Uh, thank you for uh, keeping up with us and uh, with the Joneses. With the Joneses, yes. Kardashians. <laughs> uh, we will seeing you in the next episode, probably in the next week. Next week. Yeah, and uh, this is actually a part of a continuing series. We're going to keep on having these discussions because there's a lot of stuff left to be said. Yes, and there is a lot of things that you need to know, know and uh, learn about both both uh, weather and me. So thank you for watching. Thank you. Bye.